Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at hometownescanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. Delta County commissioners discussed a resolution that rejects mask mandates or proof of vaccination against COVID-19. Several people spoke for and against that resolution. One of those speaking about the condition of COVID-19 currently in the community was Dave Lord, president and CEO of OSF Healthcare, St. Francis Hospital and Medical Group. I'm David Lord. I'm the president of OSF, St. Francis Hospital and Medical Group here in Escanaba. I've been the president of the hospital for uh, coming up on nine years been in a leadership role for um, almost 18 years. And I'm here not to necessarily offer an opinion, um, but to give the board uh, a kind of an update as to the status of what's happening. I can honestly say in all my years of leadership, this last um, probably six days, this last weekend was probably one of the worst I've ever seen. You've seen the stories um, in Florida. Uh, you've seen stories in Idaho. You've seen lots of devastation in other parts of the country. Well, um, I'm here to tell you a lot of that is happening here right at home right now. Um, this last weekend, one day alone, we had 27 patients waiting in our emergency department. When we only have um, 11, we can ramp up to 14 actual beds. Um, this is not just COVID-related. Right now, throughout our region, Marquette, Green Bay, Milwaukee, other areas, um, hospitals are overrun with patients requiring um, high intensive care. We currently have eight patients in-house uh, admitted with COVID. Uh, we fluctuate anywhere between two to six beds available at any point in time. We've actually applied to the state to expand our bed capacity to take care of additional patients. Um, our caregivers are completely um, overwhelmed. You don't know that unless you're one of them, related to one of them. Um, you have uh, family members that have experienced uh, healthcare in our region recently. There are um, long, extremely long wait times to um, get in, be seen. This last weekend, um, trying to get transfers, we had four patients that required a high level of care needing transfer. And um, Marquette had 13 patients alone waiting for a single open bed. Therefore, our first transfer to Marquette was number 14 on their list. Um, currently, we have open a drive-through. Our drive-through testing is seeing between 60 and 80 patients a day. Our highest was 122 people in one day coming to get tested. We have a walk-in clinic that sees between 50 and 70 patients a day. That's not set up to do um, that high volume. Our emergency department is seeing currently over 50 patients a day. Um, it's to the point where when we're calling referral centers and other higher levels of care, that they're scoring patients on their ability to survive and only willing to take those that have a high prob probability of making it through what's going on. So again, my comments are to inform the members here and others, because I don't think everybody sees Thank that. you, Mr. Lord. Dave Lord with OSF was cut off at the three-minute mark, as all of the speakers were, by Delta County Chair Pat Johnson. Health Officer Mike Snyder with Public Health Delta and Menominee Counties followed up with his opinion on the resolution. 
Good evening. My name is Mike Snyder. I'm the health officer for public health, Delta Menominee counties. And I too am here to speak regarding the resolution on today's agenda. The pandemic has been very long and confusing for most everyone. Over the past 19 months, we have learned a great deal about coronavirus. There have been things we have suggested or required that we later found to have minimal impact on controlling the spread of the virus. The one constant during the pandemic has been change which has been difficult for many people. Many of these changes have been viewed as conflicting messages. The authority to issue a public health order is granted to the director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services and to the health officer of a local health department through sections 333, 2451, and 2453 of the Michigan Public Health Code, which is Act 368 of 1978. The authority is granted for instances where individual expressions of freedom potentially impact others. This legal framework exists to protect the greater good. During the pandemic, I, as the health officer here in Delta County, have not issued a single public health order. There have, however, been orders issued by the director of uh, the Health and Human Services Department in Michigan. As I said earlier, change is the one constant throughout this pandemic. We do not know what the future holds, in the future, if I determine that it's in the best interest of the residents of Delta County or Menominee County, I will issue a public health order or the director of Michigan Department of Health and Human Services may issue a statewide order. If this resolution is passed by the county board, it does not take away the authority vested in the health officer position or to the director of Health and Human Services Department. This will be confusing for our residents as it again will be sending conflicting messages and potentially cause more anger in our communities. I believe we need to be working towards less confusing and conflicting messages and strive to be more of a unified community. Thank you. Mr. Snyder, I apologize we didn't start the timer. I do have the timer going as my secondary backup. You were like a minute 30, so nice work. That's uh, Delta County Chair Pat Johnson. Johnson also talked about the resolution during the commissioner's comments. He did not appear to be in favor of the resolution, but did vote to continue to work on its wording. I will, I will say for me, um, having the mask language in there, uh, I kind of know where we're sitting on masks. When I, uh, when I first started the declaration of emergency, I stated uh, when I was talking to the press that it needs to be up to the department heads uh, if they feel they need to uh, mask their employees. And the reason I did that was... Um, it, the uh, department heads know how closely their department works with the public and how to protect uh, the public. And um, if an employee in that department does want to wear a mask, by all means, they should wear a mask. I also said that if a person comes to the window and the employee is wearing a mask and the other person is not wearing a mask and that employee doesn't want to wear a mask uh, or that employee wants that person to wear a mask and that person refuses, they don't have to wear that. They don't have to wait on that person. Um, if they're that uncomfortable, they shouldn't have to. Um, if they feel that there's a threat to life there, I'm not going to help somebody that I think is threatening my life. Um, if you come to my window and hold a gun to my head, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, here, let me help you. Um, and some people feel that that not wearing a mask is the equivalent of wearing a, having a gun to somebody's head. Um, do I agree with that? Well, it's not up to me to agree or disagree. That's how that person feels, and they're doing what's best uh, with the knowledge they have. So um, that being said, I think that having masks 
um, in this uh, resolution, any mention that we have of it saying that it's up to the person, I think that offers a great misinterpretation, um, both in the, especially in the jail and at the airport. Um, because like uh, Ms. Newland said, when people walk into the airport and I've done it myself, I was like, oh, I'm just going to an airport meeting. And I completely forgot about a mask. Um, and it's like, shoot, I'm in a federal building. Um, masks are required. I should put my mask on. Um, so it, it needs to be a gentle reminder because you're in a federal building. Um, I know Ms. Newman doesn't care what your political stance is. And if you need to wear a mask, she's just she's following her rules from a government uh, mandate from the federal level. Um, so don't take it out on her. Don't take it out on the poor um, Delta employees that are just trying to do their job. So I think um, to their point, having mask rules or having mask language in there um, might be a little too far. That's Pat Johnson, chair of the Delta County Board of Commissioners. Delta County Commissioners did not vote last night on a resolution that requires mask mandates or proof of vaccination against COVID-19. Instead, they voted to refine the wording of the resolution to be considered at another county board meeting. Also last night, Mike Snyder talked about the conditions of COVID-19 in Delta County, followed by questions from Pat Johnson. You've all heard uh, the situation the hospital is in. Um, we are seeing a lot of cases here in Delta County of uh, COVID-19. Uh, during the past week, we had 187 uh, cases here in Delta County. Um, our positivity rate is at 18%, which is the highest it's been uh, since last November, mid-November of last year. Um, so yeah, it's it's been busy at, at public health doing the case investigations. 24% um, of our cases right now are in the zero to 19 year old age group. So it's, we are seeing a lot of cases in the younger children or adolescents. Um, vaccinations, currently Delta County residents, 55% of our residents are fully vaccinated. 58.6% are partially vaccinated. Um, I got a breakdown by age group, um, but the main thing to know is the, the, as you go up in the age group, the higher percentage of people that are vaccinated. Um, you may have heard that the Pfizer booster uh, doses are now available. Um, Public Health Delta Menominee Counties will be holding uh, mass clinics at Bay College on October 14th and 20th uh, for the Pfizer booster dose. Now to be eligible for the Pfizer booster, you do need to uh, have had the Pfizer vaccine for your first two doses and it needs to be at least six months from the second dose. Um, we're also holding a, a clinic in Menominee on October 13th. That is the, the update. If there's any questions for the board, I'd be from the board, I'd be happy to answer them. Mike, I have a couple questions. I'm not gonna let you up uh, that easy. All right. Um, so any uh, any fatalities in the youth um, since they are the higher population, any fatalities uh, that we notice in Delta County? No. Okay. Any hospitalizations? How are they doing for hospitalizations? Um, that's a question I always ask uh, Mr. Lord, um, what he's seen. Uh, we have not had any recently uh, hospitalizations uh, due to COVID in our youth. Okay. Um, would it be okay from the board if I address Mr. Lord? Um, so same question, how have the youth been in the hospital? So same with our testing where we have seen that as um, the largest, the five to 19 year olds as the largest category of positivities. But we are not seeing uh, hospitalizations, nor have we seen any um, child and deaths. Okay, thank you. All right, and um, Mr. Schneider, we talked uh, on the phone. We, we talk more often when there's more controversy. 
So I appreciate you taking my calls. Um, we talked about uh, the different schools doing different things to try to mitigate the spread of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked uh, in length about last year that it seems like the quarantine kids, about 10%, there was about a 10% spread from kids being quarantined. Um, and how are we doing with the, the different uh, mitigation procedures uh, in the different schools? Are we noticing about the same numbers or are we seeing um, what, like, for example, Gladstone has quarantine classes um, that's not working great or is that working okay as opposed to Esky where they're just like, well, if you come to school, come to school. Um, how has that been or do we know yet? Yeah. Uh, last year, and you're right, uh, Commissioner Johnson, that uh, we had about a 10%. We quarantined just over or just under 1,100 students during the school year last year. Um, about 110 tested positive for for COVID during the quarantine. Now, that's not to say that's everybody because some kids may not have been tested. Uh, they may have developed symptoms. They may not have developed symptoms, but still carried the, the virus. Um, unfortunately, this year, it's too early to tell what mitigation strategies are being effective. Um, you're right. A lot of schools are doing different things this year. Um, they've gone out on their own because they they're under pressures as well to uh, to maintain in-person education. Because I think we can all agree that in-person education is far superior than the virtual education that many students received this past year. Um, so their, their main concern is let's keep kids in school so we get our 75% of our student population there. So it counts as a day, we get our funding and they get better education. Now, of course, we come from the, the health side of it. We want to make sure that we don't have outbreaks. We are seeing outbreaks in all of our schools right now. Uh, we're required to report those every Thursday. It's reported every Monday by the state of, of Michigan. Uh, and we are seeing, seeing outbreaks. But to tell you which mitigation strategies that are in place are effective, I think it's too early to tell. Okay. And by the time we find out fighting the war we knew last year and fighting this war, the virus has changed, people have changed. So it is it is different, but it's from a public health standpoint, it's interesting to see, but it's sad that there's fatalities and that there's damage because of it. Correct. Um, another one, I think I have one last question or two, two more questions. Um, the booster from Pfizer, is it pretty much the same recipe or have they changed much um, when they give you the booster? It is the same recipe. Okay. Same, same amount, same dose, everything. Okay. And it's just a reminding the immune system, hey, I'm still here and you still need to be aware. Correct. Okay. Uh, and that last thing, it seems like when I check the uh, Delta County website and I go to COVID in my area and um, I see the, it seems like we're kind of hitting a plateau as far as um, positivity and as far as cases. Um, are you noticing that too? Or Positivity at 18% is the highest that it's been. Um, even in the last month today, it was at 18%. So I saw uh, that as being higher than normal. Okay. Um, but that is a, a product of how many people are being tested and so it's more important to look at how many cases that we're seeing um, each week. And at 187 this past week, um, I think the, the week prior was somewhat similar. Okay. So hopefully we're plateauing. Hopefully we're going to start seeing a decline in the number of cases soon. That's Health Officer Mike Snyder with Public Health Delta and Menominee Counties. After his comments, he was talking with Pat Johnson, chair of the Delta County Board of Commissioners, as they continued to discuss the response in Delta County to COVID-19. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com, 
Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Peninsula.